0: Chase Thomas podcast, the Chase Thomas
3: podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My nephew needs me to record. See,
0: I hate. I already hate it. I hate
1: it.
4: All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of NFL Super Friends here on the Chase Thomas podcast. Where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Everything School HQ back again after weeks skiing, snowboarding, playing with dogs, filling up his TikTok content calendar. Evan Swords is back. Evan, good evening, sir. How are you?
0: I am doing well. Go Niners. Mm-hmm. Let's get a let's get a hand wave if your favorite football team is uh, in the Super Bowl next week this this coming Sunday.
4: No one? Yeah, I think it's just you. Evan.
0: Anybody? Just me?
4: Yeah. Hmm. You excited? Are you gone? Have you? It's been a week. Are you? What's
0: happening here? <sighs> um. So. my girlfriend had a party planned uh for the the saturday Mm -hmm. and it is something that i want to be there for her because it's a specific thing that she's celebrating so the question then becomes do i wake up hungover shotgun a red bull take adderall and then just vamoose out to vegas i don't even know like what would i like Like I'm not gonna go to the game, so would I like drive all the way to Vegas to like watch at a bar with 49ers fans, and then I get in my head and I'm like, what if they lost? And then you would drive. I mean, so for the people, the listeners that might not know, the drive back from Vegas on a Sunday Mm
3: -hmm. alone to L. A.
0: to L. A. is of nightmares. Hmm. So I can't even imagine what it would be like. (laughs) after a super bowl so i would have, have to say stay stay that stay. i would stay the night but even still so would everybody else because they're going to want to party for the super bowl so
2: you're not really beating traffic at that point if you wait yeah
0: so like it's something i want to do but like i don't know that it makes sense for me hmm. and then i go okay well if they won because you have to think about in those that in those scenarios. Like, nothing matters, right? I wouldn't care where I was. They'd, they won.
4: so You're not settled yet. That's what we're, I'm getting here. You're still going back and forth. you got a couple of days to figure this out.
0: I'm praying to God that no one goes, Evan, this is where we would watch the bar. Mm-hmm. It'll be full of 49ers. We'll, we'll save you. Because mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm gone. Yeah, I think
4: I could see that happening. Uh, also here. JP Acosta of SBNation.com, where he will also be descending onto uh, Vegas for the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. JP, good evening, sir. How are you?
2: Doing great. Going to be in three different time zones in seven days. I'm not looking forward to it. My sleep schedule is going to be in absolute shambles. But I'm excited. I'm excited to get out to Vegas, do some fun content for work. And just be able to be out there and talk to people that I know and enjoy hearing about football.
4: I love that and excited to read what you've got cooking this week on the content front. JP, Jarrett Bailey, fresh back from uh, Mobile, Alabama, the favorite Southerner of this very program. Many forget the the one true Southerner on this very show, Jarrett Bailey of USA Today behind the steel curtain and the pump fake Jarrett. Good evening, sir. How are you?
3: hello um unlike the quarterbacks in mobile i am doing i'm good um mm. that was a that was not good um was not
4: so it was the best player in mobile
3: best player overall yeah that you saw oh um either the tavondre sweat the tackle out of texas he was very fun mm. um quinion mitchell the cornerback out of toledo uh those are probably my two favorites I'm um, trying to think of like an offensive player that might've blown Jackson Powers Johnson. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How could I, how could I let it escape Who? Jackson Powers Johnson, the center from Oregon. Oh, okay. Future Pittsburgh Steeler, Jackson Powers, Johnson, uh, the center from Oregon. Nice. He's, he's tremendous.
4: I love it. I love it. Evan, have you been to a waffle house by the way? Cause Jarrett posted a photo of him at the waffle house uh, during the week, which I'm very happy that Jarrett made his way into uh, one of my favorite all time establishments. Uh, Evan, have you had Waffle House? I feel like we never discussed this.
0: Um so
4: I've never heard a start an answer to the Waffle House question of um so so this I'd, could be interesting. I I I don't
0: think I have. Okay. Like obviously LA is different, right? Like mm-hmm. LA they have like a Waffle House that's like in Hollywood, but it's not really I didn't know, know there was mean? a
4: Waffle House in LA.
0: Yeah, it's like uh well, it's not I, don't even, I think it like might be like a fake ass waffle house you know what I mean um,
3: was the first it's, time
0: it's got uh, yellow like it like like kind of looks like it but anyways obviously it's a little bit different right in Los Angeles
3: mm-hmm. dude, that, if it's clean the on the inside I,
0: it's not a real waffle house
3: that's true was that the first time I went to a waffle house and like dude I, seriously since I was probably like eight or nine. So mm-hmm. it made us been a minute because I got a text from the great Thor Nyström of Fantasy Pros, and uh he's like, hey, "We're hitting up Waffle House every morning." <laughs> like, all right, okay, that's heavy. So, I, I only did the one. I that wasn't something I could keep up. That's with, so. that's dedication. Yeah. Every morning is. Woof.
0: But just just for the record, what I was trying to say is like L.A. has Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Okay, that's so, a very that very great. that's a that's an even better like. It's not the same, but obviously, like that you know I don't really traverse out to the south often so Mm -hmm. what's the closest waffle house to me uh that's not in hollywood i don't Uh, think i don't even think that's a real one i think they just use like they like trying to
4: think what would be the closest i mean texas i'm trying to think missouri arkansas kansas i'm trying to think how far west it goes to you so um,
3: very infamously put waffle house in like the Okay, there's one of in... fast food restaurants though too
0: they're in phoenix oh okay but even was... still like i don't feel like a, a waffle house in phoenix really does it for me no it, if you don't so walk into
4: uh, if it doesn't feel like sec country you're not in a good you gotta, be, good you gotta be east of texas yeah yeah i,
0: gotta, yeah, I feel like texas what not now not even texas like you if i go be... to one in dallas or houston that's not
4: i mean i grew up with two waffle houses within like I think I'm you're talking right, like though. 50 yards of each other. Where's I'm the Mason-Dixon
2: talk- <laughs> Dixon line? The Mason-Dixon line is Missouri, I think. Let me check.
4: I mean, well, it's Virginia, Maryland down, but I'm trying yeah. to think um, on the west side. I don't know how. It's a good question, and
3: um, I should know this.
2: Uh, oh, it's it divides Pennsylvania and Maryland.
3: I was going to say, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a Pennsylvania thing. Okay.
0: Hmm. Well, then that does nothing for me, <laughs> Uh, wait, hold on. Pennsylvania and Maryland, the Mason yeah. Dixon line. I think yeah. Was... Brother, if you guys can't tell, social studies was not something I was paying attention to. I think there's a
3: Sugarland song about the Mason Dixon line. I'm sure
4: I... it always annoys me seeing West Virginia made the cut. West Virginia is not. I don't know. Like, it's just not. They don't. They, they should not have made the cut here. Uh, we should have drawn around them. Nothing against the good folks over there in Morgantown and everywhere else. West Virginia just doesn't feel well, like it. West Virginia it makes was
2: West Virginia was Virginia until they yeah. decided they were sick of Virginia shit.
4: hoomst <laughs> <laughs> among us has not been tired of uh, Virginia's uh, Virginia drivers,
3: at one worst time. drivers in America.
0: Oh Ooh. brother! Oh, oh no, 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 come no, to no, no, no 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 I'll no the West Coast, I'll show you the way.
2: No. no, I'd argue that West Coast drivers are a lot worse. I'd argue drivers in Miami are a lot worse.
0: I've been to Tampa. I I've been a couple places, I've been Texas, I've been to the you know, Northwest. Nothing is worse than LA because Mm. everyone has bad drivers, but LA has an ego to their (laughs) drivers that I've never experienced in any other city. Like People drive bad, and you're like, oh, what a bad driver. In LA, these people drive bad while also being able to like imply with their driving that what you need in life does not matter. Mm. Like they like everything they do is like, I don't care what you have going on, I'm gonna do what I need. Like it's insane. I'd also
2: argue New York drivers are the worst. Um, they I think they're along the same lines of like they also think they're great drivers, but they will let you know that you've messed up and will hit you um i was walking uh on the crosswalk it was my time it was my turn to go in new york i was walking on the crosswalk and a ups truck almost hit me
0: and i was like what are you doing well first off that's your first mistake you should have hit him with the
2: hey i'm walking here
0: that's true i i
2: I can't do that i can't do that
0: like
2: i i wish i could but that was like my that was one of my earlier times in new york when i just like just first got there and i was like hey man this kind of sucks Please don't hit me again.
3: I can do New yeah. York for like a day. Like I was in, I did like a day long thing in Manhattan. It was just so overwhelming. I, I could not live there. Yeah, it's
4: not for everybody. Um, I love New York. I, I go up a lot, and uh, but you know, New York's a cool, cool spot. Um, folks, speaking of cool things, um, Super Bowl coming up. We got a lot of coordinator drama. We have a lot of head coaching drama, but. I think what's just kind of interesting to just like lay things out here, Evan, is Mike Brabel, who who did not reportedly get hired because of some hilarious things as JP quote tweeted uh, as to why Mike Brabel may not have been seriously considered for NFL head coaching jobs this cycle, Bill Belichick officially out, Pete Carroll, also officially out um, of the NFL. When you think of those three longtime winners, obviously varying degrees there, um is significantly younger than those two but he will be sitting out uh, at least for this year not even taking a dc job um to kind of uh, wait until he gets back in maybe he jumps into the college fray. we'll see because that coaching calendar never uh is not insane um with bill o'brien maybe winding up at boston college this week after just taking the ohio state job it's just like you just never know on a day-to-day basis chip kelly might be somewhere who knows that's a day-to-day proposition it seems like but evan What do you make of teams not hiring Vrabel, Belichick, and Carroll? Three proven winners uh, in this cycle um, at any of these stops.
0: I mean, I think... I don't know that Vrabel exists on the same plane as the other two, but I think Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, it's just they're old. Like, they're old as shit. They're old as dirt. Like, I think... You see what happened when Russell Wilson and Tom Brady left and that's just kind of what you think is going to happen. Like I don't think that people necessarily like the younger generation I don't think is going to respect them the same way anymore. Like especially like Bill Belichick is a psychology case. He won 7 Super Bowls. The greatest coach of all time. It took two bad seasons and they were like get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> like I can't even like wrap my head around how fast he was able to get booted from the team that he won seven Super Bowls with. So I think with those two, it's just a matter of age and just like, they want new blood, want fresh faces, want new ideas. And Mike Varable might just be a dick. I mean, he did well. He has a decent start to his career. He's got a very
4: broad frame, which we learned (laughs) this week is intimidating to some general manager offices. Reportedly,
2: a banner week for Washington, uh, the commanders.
4: <laughs> I will say though, like, the sour grapes publicly is probably not the best look, but if you're Washington, I understand why you're mad. Like, that's no, a good reason to be mad. Like, you're on a plane, true. I'd be pretty mad if I'm on a plane flying that's somewhere, and then you get a text mad. like, Hey, you don't need to come here.
2: That's not a good reason to be mad to me. Would because you not be mad if you're on that plane? They were gonna go to interview Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn, you could still oh. dawn. Yeah. So first that tells you that oh the Aaron Glenn. The Aaron Glenn was one sham. was a sham. Yeah. Second, ooh, boo-hoo. Like, I don't I don't care. You enjoy the coach that you have. Build with the coach that you got. It's very yeah. funny to me that they're going on a public boo-hoo spree, going like, oh, we really want Ben Johnson, but Ben Johnson kind of screwed us over. Enjoy Dan Quinn.
0: Yeah, that was pathetic, I, by the way. It, that was legitimately. Very, pathetic.
2: I don't think Dan Quinn is the greatest hire. But I think you can still at least try and hype them up a little bit. Like, it, yeah, it that's like. Go
3: ahead. That's, a, that's like if you like start dating a girl and all you do is bitch and moan about the girl that just dumped you. Like it's like okay, yeah. yeah, but like, but like we're together now, so can you like shut the hell up about her? <laughs> like, yeah, no, like I'm the, gonna keep. I'm gonna keep bitching and moaning about the girl who just dumped me.
2: Imagine being it's a red Dan flag. Quinn. Yes. Imagine being Dan Quinn right now, and every time you see the Commanders in the in the uh. Talks of social media or online they're talking about ben johnson the guy they really wanted that'd be a really shitty way to go to work
4: but also we've seen so many times teams don't get their first choice and i mean it works out anyway like there's no slam dunk sometimes teams don't even know what they they need and dan quinn won a lot of football games he obviously hires well uh, in terms of his personnel i mean you look at what his offensive room was in atlanta and defensive side of like dan quinn hired well and dan quinn was i mean two years ago the the hot name in the coaching cycle that i mean there was a lot of momentum and everybody the broncos this that and the other were trying to get dan quinn and he elected to stay in dallas i mean the kingsbury hire is a little stinks. eyebrow raising um it stinks. but i don't know if it stinks it sh- sucks even as an oc cliff Kingsbury's not a good offensive coordinator but what if he's better now what if he's
2: better he this sucks. year? look Caleb Williams had his worst year as a college quarterback Mm. this year with Cliff Kingsbury as his offensive coordinator. Lincoln Riley might have checked out that
4: year. I don't – Well, he wasn't offensive coordinator. He was analyst. He was an analyst. Whatever. Yeah.
2: Outside of that, his play – he never felt like he was calling an offense. It felt like he Mm. was playing Madden, calling some plays and just doing bullshit like there was no sequencing there was no rhyme or reason to what they did it was all bubble screens and then throw it to deandre hopkins what's the difference between what they what cliff kingsbury did and what the commanders did last year it was bubble screens and throw it to terry mclaurin
3: and by the way terry mclaurin better get used to standing exclusively on the left outside part of the of the football field because he ain't moving at all
2: (laughs) it's it's a the bad DeAndre hire.
3: Hopkins line. That's, a, that's all it's gonna but be.
2: I think the Pete Carroll thing is especially tricky because Pete Carroll didn't just like not stop coaching, he moved up into the front office. He's still gonna be in Seattle around the Seahawks. That's he's he's going point. to be in an, an advisor role. He I genuinely think he was not going to go anywhere and coach anywhere else. That that man is a Seattle Seahawk for life. I think that yep. is. He hmm. is going to finish coaching and finish football as a member of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Mike Vrabel, very weird, but I still think that uh he's angling for a job in Columbus if things go the way I think they will this year in Columbus. I think if Ryan Day loses the big one again, Mike Vrabel's getting that
4: job instantly.
2: I don't think they're gonna let that, I don't even think they're gonna let the clock hit zero on that.
4: And I feel Bill, bad for Ryan Day in that scenario. If Vrabel sits out altogether and every week and he's just under this microscope of just Vrabel's looming.
2: I don't feel bad for him at all.
4: I don't. Yeah, I don't um,
2: With Bill Belichick, mm. it's just, I think it's age combined with wanting complete roster control, which is what was yeah. coming out of Atlanta. And that was the only place he interviewed. So it was really Atlanta or bust. I genuinely do think like taking a break from coaching would be good for bill belichick just to kind of like when you do something for your entire life for 50 some odd years you kind of need a little break a little breather in between i think bill belichick and nick saban should start a podcast Mm -hmm. and that'd be the greatest podcast known to man or some football team in massachusetts is going to get the most kick-ass volunteer coach they've ever seen in their life
4: I just think Jarrett, what this says more than anything, Vrabel, Carroll, and Belichick not being on the sidelines. Like I think it's weird. Like you just overthought it if you're Washington. It's like you're a new ownership group. Just commit to a winner. Just commit to somebody who you know is going to win football games and challenge the NFC East. And then not too distant future. But I think what it says to me more than anything else. I don't think whether you're young like Vrabel or older and experienced like Carol and Bill. I don't think the NFL wants anyone who has this complete control over the coach has this uh big time autonomy. Because all three had issues in that regard, right? Like Vrabel lost a power struggle and he right. wanted to be the final decision maker. You saw um why well, the Falcons ultimately go with Raheem Morris. You heard the word collaborative a bunch of times in the press conference today. That wasn't going to be the case with Bill. So he's getting phased out because he it's just a lot of people's jobs are at stake. If you bring in somebody like that Um, Pete Carroll, he's won a lot. I'm sure there would have been demands. I mean, he was the final decision maker over Schneider right in Seattle. Like he was still the ultimate final guy. So it's like, he's moving into an advisory role in a front office guy, but he has had a lot of uh, say over uh, personnel and what the Seahawks have been doing over the last several years too. So I think to me, and I don't know if you agree here, Jared, it's just, I think the signal was like maybe not the end, But just, hey, the NFL is going like the collaborative part of this is just such a big deal. And I think ownership all across the board wants a lot of cooks in the kitchen.
3: Yeah. And, you know, like JP said, when it pertains to Bill, especially like when it comes to the complete control thing, I I wouldn't have wanted to give that to him either, especially just because of the we've talked about on the show plenty uh, in terms of his track record over the past, you know, four years or so when it comes to team building on offense um, we know that you know the defensive side of the ball he's still as good as it comes uh, when it comes to building a defense and putting the best product on the field and getting the most out of guys but um, in terms of you know what he did in new england uh, and how he divvied up assets on the offensive side of the ball i wouldn't have wanted to give that to him either um, and with Vrabel, yeah like it the way that tennessee quickly came out and like framed everything and phrased everything was like yeah we're you know we wanted to go in a different direction and if that comes down to a power struggle with very well which it more than likely did then so be it but you know if you're washington in that situation you know, let's say that Vrabel did want more control. Well, you just hired a GM and Adam Peters, and that would immediately put him in a weird spot if, oh, okay, well, you just hired me, but you know, at the same time, you're going to bring in this head coach who's also going to want a ton of power and whatnot. So I think that for Washington and for, you know, Washington fans are like, okay, you know, why are we getting Dan Quinn when Mike Vrabel is available? Why aren't we going after, you know, a bigger fish? And Dan Quinn is, I think he'll be okay. Um, but there has to be some sort of, you know, collaborative effort when it comes to those kinds of hires. And I think there could have been a lot of conflict between Adam Peters and Mike Ray. should that have been the decision? Um, I I think that you just got to be willing, you know, we're seeing it like with San Francisco right now in terms of how they went about it with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as the NFL goes forward, where, you know, if teams are starting over in terms of hiring a new head coach, I think we're going to see just a lot of, okay, well, we might as well have a new GM come into and bring them in together um and have that be kind of the new i don't know default way of going about it um and i think that's something that we can see more of going forward because it has to be a collaborative effort especially if you're a gm and said okay well i didn't come i didn't come in with this coach or if you're a coach and said well okay well i didn't come in with this gm you know i think i think we're going to see a lot more of you know it being be more of a you know when one gets hired they both get hired together i think that's going to be more of the norm going forward
2: And I think think here, working with people who you know is, of course, very important in football. I mean, we saw what happened with the Giants and Brian Dayball Mm. hiring all these guys that he hadn't really had existing relationships with, and it kind of fizzling out very quickly. Adam Peters hired Dan Quinn because they've worked together. They've Mm. been in the same rooms. They have the same connections. I don't think Adam Peters has a lot of connections with Mike Vrabel yeah but i think the Vrabel thing it felt like it was gonna end quicker than i thought it did because last year there were a lot of rumors swirling that mike vrabel didn't want to pick malik willis so there was always this tension between he and john robinson robinson gets fired vrabel wins the power struggle but they bring in another guy who wants to be the general manager he's the yeah. one making the picks and having the decisions and mike vrabel didn't want to go for that and you saw what happened so It's really just, of course, I say this as if it's, like, newfound information, but it's really not. Working with who you know, like, that's the M.O. of the NFL. It's about who you know, not what you know. It's a boys club.
4: Absolutely. Well, um, switching gears here a little bit, uh, but still in the same wheelhouse. Jarrett, the coordinator roulette. We talked about Mm. Kingsbury a bit here. Um, Luke Getze lines up in Vegas uh, with Antonio Pierce um obviously uh zach robinson to atlanta is the one that uh, got a lot of people like myself excited about what that could mean um ryan nielsen goes over to jacksonville to uh, lead that dc when you look at the coordinator roulette all across uh the nfl this cycle what who has been the best landing spot to you based on the current personnel and that coordinator is it arthur smith who i should also mention
3: running yeah I, i was waiting waiting for that to uh, to happen i like the ryan nielsen addition uh in jacksonville i think that's going to be a huge upgrade for them um it just depends on how they go about building that side of the ball in the uh in the offseason but and i think that, that was a move that needed to be made they got an upgrade uh, in terms of defensive coordinator um the arthur smith thing is interesting like once i first heard the news because it broke while in while i was in mobile and by the way no way that wasn't intentional of Mike Tomlin and and company be like, Oh yeah, by the way, senior bowl break that. Um, but, uh, so like my initial thoughts were like, okay, that's a very Mike Tomlin hire. This isn't a guy that's gonna, you know, threaten for a head coach job or anything like that in Pittsburgh. It's a relatively safe hire. Um, you know, I was pulling for, you know, a Zach Robinson to get the job. Obviously he followed Raheem Morris to Atlanta. I was hoping that maybe they'd wait and see if they can get a Clint Kubiak. um, I just don't know how that's going to work with the run game um, because I think a lot of art stuff is more zone based and the Steelers transition to more of a gap based run game once um, they fired Matt Canada. And Ajay Harris really thrived in that. Jalen Warren really did a good job at that. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit cautious about that side of things. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll try to remain cautiously optimistic because the last time Arthur Smith was an offense coordinator, the Titans performed really well, but you also can't ignore what happened in Atlanta, um, in terms of his usage of the assets that he had, um, at his disposal. So it's, it's, it's trying to balance the thoughts of, okay, the last team was an offense coordinator went well, but the things in Atlanta also can't be ignored. Um, Luke Getzey things weird to me, man. Like that whole yeah. thing with the Raiders and Kingsbury. The fact, well, the fact that Getzey is going there that says Justin Fields is not going there. Um, I, don't I don't. I I absolutely do not think we're gonna get Luke Getzey, Justin Fields, chapter two in Vegas. I I don't would, know. I would bet just about anything that does not happen.
2: I I don't know. I think um, the Raiders are a very enticing spot for. A potential Justin Fields move just in terms of like the excitement and boom he can bring to an offense. Luke Getty being there really does suck. Like, is he bad or is it a Bears thing? Yes. Um, okay, the Bears do not have a lot of talent, but Luke Getty yeah. also is bad in terms of the design, the structure of the offense, the sequencing of the offense. It was all around bad. Um, I thought the Raiders' entire hiring process was very weird, going from oh, we're gonna get Chip Kelly. Oh, we're going to Kingsbury. Oh, we're settled with Luke Getze. Very weird all around. Um, there were also rumors that Dan Quinn was going to hire Chip Kelly. So now it seems like Chip Kelly is just going to stay in college for another year. I don't think Chip. Kelly I don't know,
4: it. man. I think Kelly is actually really in play for the Ohio State OC job.
2: That would be incredibly hilarious. Yeah, but um, honestly, favorite hire, favorite assistant coaching hire of the uh period, Shane Waldron in Chicago. I really mm. think Shane Waldron was a good to great coordinator in Seattle. What he did with the, out of the versatile personnel that he had. I also think this trends towards Justin Fields is probably out as a quarterback in Chicago. I think you take this chance, you get a Caleb Williams, Drake May, in that offense, and let them build from the ground up. You can possibly get a receiver like Roma Dunzi and have him next to DJ Moore and kind of recreate what you had in Seattle or at least try. But I think what Shane Waldron does will fit really well into where the NFL is going schematically. And I think he just needs to clean up some of the the mid downs stuff. We're like, oh the second down like second down play calling is very interesting. But I really like the Shane Waldron
0: iron. Evan, what about you? I mean it's just it's really hard to wrap my head around what could potentially happen in the Bears football team that will actually work after watching them fuck up so long for so in you know, so many different ways. Uh, so I don't know. I I am hopeful because I would like Justin Fields to be in a good position, but then he might not even be a part of this going forward. So I you know. I, I, I I don't know. There, like, there's not a lot of exciting pieces in Chicago. I mean, who, who are you most excited about retaining as a player?
4: I mean, DJ Moore, DJ Moore. Yeah, are you talking about
0: like offensively or overall as a team? Overall,
2: uh, DJ Moore, Monte Sweat had a really really good. Well, Sweat. V-less yeah, but they, just,
0: they they just brought in Sweat. You know,
2: never mentioned Vliz Jones. I heard that. I don't want. Mm-hmm. Don't don't think you can just let that slide. Um, Tyreek Stevenson played really well in the second half of his rookie year. If they retain Jalen Johnson, that's a
3: really good corner. Do well. That's the that's the big question mark for them. Outside yeah, of quarterback right the quarterback right now is what are they going to do with him?
0: And he's the biggest free agent signing maybe at all this. You know,
3: T.J.
2: Edwards played fairly well at linebacker. I still think like you could have just paid Roquan Smith instead of get, yeah. getting two guys that
0: right.
2: They like T.J. Smith or T.J. Edwards. They were yeah, happy. He's, with what he's, he's fine. Like,
0: okay, so that's my point, though. So, like, we're, like, slowing down at five guys. You know what I mean? And that's just not – like, to me, that's just, like, we're at full-blown rebuild. So – I mean,
2: they've been there. Like, that's the entire thing. Like, they ripped that down to the studs at the end of 2020 when they fire Matt Nagy. They, they are still in the process of rebuilding that team. I think it all really hinges on the quarterback spot. I think if you can nail – the quarterback, or if you know, if you think you could turn, if you think Shane Waldron can turn Justin Fields into an NFL average quarterback, you never know. I mean, he got the best out of Geno Smith. You never know. You never know what he can do with Justin Fields. I just think when you have the opportunity to go number one overall, you're not going to get this chance again. Most times, you don't get the chance to pick first overall multiple years in a row. So I think you gotta strike while the iron is hot.
4: I like it. JP, final thing before we get into our Super Bowl preview officially here. Um T. Higgins, Oak Ridge legend here locally in Tennessee. A very good receiver who, by all accounts, it seems like is not going to return to Cincinnati um for next season. When you look at the best new landing spots of these three for you, sir, and one of them includes your Football team here, JP. The Carolina Panthers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, or the New England Patriots? Who makes the most sense for T. Higgins of the three rumored favorites for him?
2: By far, if we're going off of those three, the Jacksonville Jaguars, by far. Hmm. I mean, bias much? (laughs) No, I mean, sure. You would say bias, whatever. But objectively speaking, we did this for the Bears. What excites you about the Carolina Panthers?
4: Opportunity. To do what? I mean, Bryce Young could be good. Dave Canales has a good job. He did a good job with Baker this year. He did a good job with Gino 2 years ago. That's going
2: to take multiple 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 years yeah. for it to so, actually get
0: going. So Mike, my, my what my question to you as as the the fan here. Um Calvin Ridley, right? He's probably going to get
2: Cut? Tagged? He's either tagged? Gonna get, He's either So what I think is going to happen is
0: Who's the, who's the guy that they brought in from Arizona? Christian Kirk.
4: Christian, Christian
3: Kirk.
0: Kirk yeah. He's still in the contract. So yeah, you bring in Christian Kirk. You bring in uh, I'm, Ridley. I'm, yeah, Ridley. I is that what's no. gonna do tip the scales? Another receiver. The, is that what Trevor actually, Lawrence
2: needs? Actually, yes. Um, the problem with the Jaguars this year offensively is they had like three guys who do the exact same thing. Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram are all, we're going to use motion. We're going to create separation in the middle range areas. They don't have anybody on the outside who's above like 6'2 that they can trust. Mm -hmm. Zay Jones was often injured, had a lot, had some off-field stuff happen this year. Probably going to get cut.
3: Um, And it's also Zay Jones.
2: I mean, he just got hurt. Uh, I think Cam Robinson also ends up being a cap casualty possibly um i think they're going to end up re-signing calvin ridley i don't think that's going to end up going with a second round pick to the falcons what they're going to do is they're going to let them hit free agency and then they'll just tag them so you can skirt around giving atlanta a second round pick now you're you're going to give us the second
4: rounder and we are going Um, to use that to trade up into that top three jp in your dreams uh i mean seriously i'm hoping i this is something I'm hoping that I hear they about a lot.
2: Sign Josh Allen to a long-term extension. I believe Josh Allen should be the highest paid Jaguars player in franchise history. He is Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, that. if you look at the stats right now, he's only like five five, seven sacks away from being the Jaguars all-time leader in sacks over a career. Huh. And he's entering the prime of his career. He if
3: you're going Which is say, crazy when you remember that he's a quarterback.
2: I mean he's better than the Josh Allen other Josh Allen Jesus um, Harold Christ I'm I well, said I mean, they
0: both lose in the playoffs so it doesn't really matter they do but every time Josh By the way, Allen Jerry, plays, you were ducking us last week with that. every line, time boy. every time Josh us.
2: Allen every time Josh Allen from the Jaguars plays Josh Allen from the Bills Josh Allen for the Jaguars wins I'm just gonna leave it at that um and i think there's there's a lot of restructuring of the cap that they can do i honestly think t higgins uh goes back to cincinnati i really do wow i think that for the bingles window of opportunity to still remain open i think t higgins is very important i think what they end up doing is they either tag or re-sign t and either tag or re-sign dj reader so whoever whichever one doesn't get the tag Ends up getting re-signed. They let Boyd walk. They let Jonah Williams walk because they have drafted replacements in those areas. Andre Yoshivas, um, Charlie Jones. They have they have drafted in a way that you can replace Tyler Boyd. I mean, Yoshivas did play on the outside a lot. So, I mean, you could say he can replace T. Higgins, but I just think he is too valuable to that offense to lose. And with the really good offensive tackle class coming up you can stay at 18 or wherever they're picking and get a really good right tackle this class this draft class has a lot of right tackles you can get you can get a really good one at 18 but i ultimately end up t higgins stays in cincinnati
3: i'm kind of in that same boat just because like in order like every team in the afc you're building to beat kansas city and it's very obvious, like you can't do it with one star receiver. You need at least two. And the Bengals got to the Super Bowl in large part because they have, you know, so, they're so deep when it comes to the skill positions. Um, so when it comes to, you know, looking across the field from Kansas City, okay, you got a Sneed who's going to take care of Jamar Chase. And then you've got Trent McDuffie at the other corner spot they've had the benefit of being really deep at the skill positions where you have to worry about multiple guys. You know, that's why you look at teams like, like Buffalo who, if you lock down their top guy, it's going to make life hell for, for Buffalo to try to, to win the game for Baltimore. Like as soon as outside of a, you know, a crazy Lamar uh, extension of the play that led to a throw to Zay flowers, like their passing game didn't do anything. So like you need you need weapons in order to to beat all the uh, defensive playmakers that the Chiefs have, especially on the outside. It, that's what the AFC is right now is scheming to beat the Chiefs, and you got to have you can't have enough weapons if you're an AFC contender right now, well, because you you got to have as much as you can to beat that defense. Um, so I, I think that they ultimately will tag T Higgins and. Um, yeah, you said what's the other one, JP? DJ Reader that they also need to resign on the Yeah.
2: Reader, the thing with Reader is he's gonna be on the other side of 30 and it's coming off torn yeah. quad. So I think he also might end up going, but it depends on how he's how healthy he is going into the offseason. If he's still healthy, he is one of the best run stopping defensive tackles yeah. in the league. I think you should resign. I think they should resign him, but again, if they let him walk. You have a lot of options in the draft and free agency. You can make that work. I think T is too valuable to that team. And also the Bengals had the fourth most cap space this offseason per over the cap behind the Patriots,
4: Titans, and the Commanders. Hmm. Okay. I like it. Um, Evan, the moment – you have been waiting for here. I split this one up and JP. The way I thought this would be fun is if I split this up with Evan and Jarrett and JP being the ultimate decider between these two um takes here going into the Super Bowl this week in Las Vegas. Evan, your San Francisco 49ers will will beat the Chiefs because why?
0: It's gonna be the offense. Um hmm it has to be i really do think um i think a lot of teams over the years have tried to come in and score as many points as uh you know patrick mahomes and failed and i think that's usually where teams fail because he's either going to be the guy with the ball in his hand at the last drive and he's going to get and he's going to score because he's that good or they're just going to blow you out i think the the 49ers defense is Currently and has been struggling with, you know, holes, whether it be Ambry Thomas, Chase Young, um, Randy Gregory, when he does play like there's been issues. Right. And I don't think that they're going to be like gaping issues, but I definitely think when you're going up against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, like they're going to take advantage of every single little miss that there could possibly be. And I just don't see that defense like coming in and shutting down Patrick Mahomes. So to me, even if the defense plays really well, you're still going to have to score more points than Mahomes. And I think in the Super Bowl in 2019, they, they played a really good game. You know, they held Mahomes pretty well for the majority of the game uh, until the end. And when it came time to score, they couldn't do it. And I think now with Brock Purdy and – you know, Debo and Christian McCaffrey and, and, you know, you know, the rest of the squad, George Kittle. Like I just think they're better prepared to go up and be clutch and win the game. I, I think mentally, I think they're where they need to be. I don't know. Everyone wants to think about like, who's the guy, right? Who's the guy that wins the game. Is it Debo or is it Kittle or is it Christian McCaffrey? I genuinely don't know. And I think anybody that is trying to guess is lying to themselves that they think they know. Like, I honestly don't know how this game's going to go, and it's terrifying. But I definitely think the 49ers win, and I do think that the 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 further I go along, the, the better I feel about it. I need Nick Bosa to show the fuck up. I don't care how many people are on him. He needs to get a sack. He needs to get a... I think Fred Warner's going to maybe have his best game ever in this game. I think that's like I mean it, I, I we'll see. Trent no one's touching the left side with Trent Williams. Like I don't know if you guys watched him coming in like he's like taking it all in. Obviously it's his first Super Bowl. I think that guy's going to play absolutely out of his mind.
4: I also love the uh the mind games from Bosa in terms of like Uh, What did you see early on film watching? Oh, they hold all the time. Like he's just setting it out there right now. Mr. Taylor, you better be getting flagged on Sunday. He's putting it out there, uh, officials, that uh, I'm going to get held and those better get called. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes there. So we got the 49ers side of things here. Jarrett, on the flip side, why the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the 49ers once
3: again on Sunday because Spags is going to put Brock Purdy in hell. Like if, if Aaron Glenn and Joe Barry can do that to the 49ers offense, you give Spags two weeks to prepare. Like he's going to what Spags has done in the playoffs and really throughout the season, but like in the playoffs, especially like with his ability to disguise coverage and the Chiefs personnel, their ability to consistently do it and know exactly how to get to show the disguise and immediately break into what they're actually doing. Like there was a play against Buffalo where they had drew tranquil as like the cover two deep safety. And it just worked somehow. Um, I think that they have the personnel to match up against the 49ers playmakers really well. I pointed them out. Like you got LaJerry Sneed. They're going to probably put him on, um, Brandon. Ayuk, have Trent McDuffie on Debo or, you know, vice versa. They're going to bracket George Kittle they're going to be okay if you know McCaffrey goes off for you know 90, 100 yards, whatever. that's fine. Eventually, with when it comes to playing the Chiefs, you're going to have to make a play. and I think that the Chiefs defense has just been so good. that's the biggest difference between these two teams since the last time we played in Super Bowl. the four of us could have started for the Chiefs defense in the 2019 team. Like they were a bad defense. Now they've drafted so well and have had so many guys that have stepped up and have grown, whether it be Snead, McDuffie, Tranquil, who I already mentioned. We talk about the, uh, you know, uh, Trent Williams you know, protecting the edge and whatnot. Well, he ain't playing guard or center because that's where Chris Jones is going to be coming at you. So watch 95. You're going to have to double team him. Um, So I think the Chiefs defense is ultimately going to be what decides this. And um, when it comes to the Chiefs offense, for as much as they struggled in the regular season, in the playoffs, they've just become so much more disciplined. Like they haven't been making... All of the, you know, the pre-snap errors, the miscommunications, the offensive line's been a lot better. Um, Travis Kelsey looks like himself. Isaiah Pacheco has been such a big factor, and they've just really leaned into what they do well and not trying to force the issue of other guys. Where it's okay, you know, we're gonna hit you with Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, sometimes a little bit of Justin Watson, maybe a Noah Gray here and there. But those are the three guys that we know can beat you, and we're gonna keep coming at you until you prove you can stop it if if Isaiah Pacheco gets going early the way that the Lions run game got going early I i I feel like genuinely this could be like a 28 13 win for, for do like listen don't, man, convincingly.
0: we've got to stop there Isaiah Pacheco's not he's not doing that against the 49ers like i why i i I really genuinely don't think that he's going to have a good game against this defense.
4: The, so the, the Lions didn't scare you in that regard.
0: I mean, it's I, I it's just a different approach. I I don't think I'm not I'm I am not i i do not know I'm not worried about Isaiah Pacheco. I'm really not. Like I'm not gonna you're not gonna sit there and say this guy is going to like just dominate the 49ers when Christian McCaffrey's over there. And you said like, oh, it's okay if he has 90
3: yards. Oh, I'm sorry. So in terms of in terms of that, the only reason that I say it's. I think the Chiefs are going to be okay with just letting the 49ers not run down their throats, but if their only game plan is, okay, we can't throw it to Debo now because Trent McDuffie's on him. We can't throw it to Brandon Ayuk because LeJarius needs on him. Kittle's going to be bracketed by whether it be uh, Bolton or Tranquil or whomever they decide to, to put on him. If they eventually they're going to have to rely on Brock Purdy to make a throw to one of these guys. And I just think that the Chiefs defense is too good to let, there be any sort of big play made in the passing game. It's, when it comes to the Chiefs, I think they're going to be more versatile offensively. That is my that is my point.
4: Yeah. Interesting. JP, you've heard both sides here. How are you feeling?
2: Walk with me here. Uh walk with me back to 2022. This was the last time the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers played in a game. Um, this was the first time that Chris McCaffrey played in the 49ers uniform, and it was also the first time that Brock Purdy saw action as a San Francisco 49er. So this is a very different 49ers offense. That is very clear. The Kansas City Chiefs scored 44 points in that game. Yeah. I think the biggest thing to watch when we're watching the Chiefs offense against the 49ers defense, Andy Reid is going to try and motion the hell out of that 49ers defense. If we want to go back to last year's game between Kansas City and San Francisco. Kansas City used motion on, I believe, five rushing attempts uh, uh, against 49ers. They went for 49 yards, and two of those carries went for touchdowns. That seems pretty good. Uh, among 37 dropbacks that Patrick Mahomes had in week seven of last year, 24 of them included any type of motion against the 49ers defense on those passes he went 17 of 23 and threw three touchdowns. Jesus. That's just, I just worry for the 49ers defense that they're gonna let Nick Bosa like ole himself out of a play. Like again,
0: I'm the, worried about that.
2: The second play of the game for the Lions, the uh the big Jameson Williams touchdown. Nick Bosa oleed himself out of the play, and Jameson Williams ran right where he was where Nick Bosa was supposed to be. I also think that from the other side of the ball, I actually think the Niners have a really good advantage if they do lean into the run game here. Um, Per uh, Connor Allen on Twitter, uh, the 49ers use zone blocking on around 75% of their rushing attempts. The Chiefs' deep run defense against zone blocking allows 4.62 yards per carry, 51.9% success rate. That seems pretty good. The Chiefs are also 27 yards per carry allowed when offenses have two running backs on the field. If I'm San Francisco, I'm 21 in the hell out of this game. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to beat us with all of our guys on the field. We're going to run the ball at you. If, That's you're afraid what I'm of those, if you're afraid of those DBs, don't even try it. Don't try and throw the ball. Kyle Shanahan has shown he doesn't have to throw the ball to win a game. Jimmy Garoppolo threw like eight passes in the NFC Championship game in 2019. There's no reason, like, if the passing game isn't working and the run game is, Brock Purdy shouldn't throw, throw a pass. Won't have to if the run game's working. Ultimately, I'm going to side with the Chiefs here because they have Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's just really, there's something about playing the Chiefs and playing Patrick Mahomes that forces opposing teams out of their game plan, out of what is tried and true to them. The Bills might have had the best game plan, but theirs effectively included not throwing the ball downfield and running the ball and taking those quick passes. And they still lost the game. The Ravens played a phenomenal game defensively, especially after that first offensive drive. Mike McDonald had them in a cage offensively. Didn't matter because the Ravens offense only ran the ball in design runs like six times. Because the the threat of giving Patrick Mahomes any time with the ball, it's very Steph Curry-ish where if he gets across half court, he's in his shooting range. It changes how you play on both sides of the floor. Everybody's got to get back on defense. Everybody's got to help. And I just think that Spag's going to have a great game plan defensively. But more importantly, I think Andy Reid's going to have a great game plan defense, offensively. Like he's, mm-hmm. Again, he's going to have two weeks to prepare. The last time they played, they motioned the absolute hell out of this team. Chase Young is going to have to show why he was the number two overall pick. That's the biggest factor in this game. If you look at the Chiefs. Does it matter more Lander,
4: that he has a big game than Bosa?
2: I mean, the way I see it, I think Nick Bosa is going to see a lot of help. They're gonna mm-hmm. chip them. They're gonna double them. They're gonna uh they're gonna run those plays like the jet sweep, where they just let him Olay himself, mm. which is why Chase, it's why you go and get Chase Young. This yeah. game is why you trade for Chase Young, because you need another pass rusher off the edge. That's really the biggest thing. Um, the Chiefs' interior offensive line against the Niners interior defensive line, gonna be fun as hell. It's gonna be so fun to watch, especially if Joe Tooney plays. I'm again, I'm picking the Chiefs here. I am just on, I'm yeah. just afraid of picking against my Patrick Mahomes. Can I ask a serious
0: question that's a very unserious topic? Go for it. Kyle Shanahan was drunk as fuck tonight. Like, I'm not <laughs> joking. This, <laughs> no, 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 hold on. No, like, I'm not joking. I think we can all attest that I've been partying like a, like a crazy person since I was like 14 years old. I know what drunk <clears throat> people sound like. He was carrying a Starbucks cup. <clears throat> I don't want to like answer myself with my opinion first, but like, what are your thoughts on Kyle showing up to the night where they do all this stuff, knowing that they do have a day off tomorrow? What are your? I haven't
4: thoughts seen on- it, so I don't know what we're talking he, about. In- he hey. answered
0: a question, and he was like genuinely like he sounded drunk. He very much sounded drunk. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We. That story may come out after. No, 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 no. I want to know what you think in terms of preparation, taking things seriously. Does he like, does, is it, is it, we like that he's relaxing. Like what are your personal thoughts on what it means as him as a coach in the Super Bowl?
2: So my thoughts have always been in a big game. You're in a big city. It's known for partying. You get one day at the beginning of the week, right? You get in Sunday, you get Monday to kind of fuck around. You get 24 hours don't get into any illegal shit and then show up tuesday ready to work and we will play we will be it's a business trip from tuesday to sunday
4: you know so i mean you're not allowed to do anything eugene robinson related please don't do anything eugene robinson related that would
2: that would be the downfall of the team but no i think it's fine i think the media day today or monday was very much just it feels very PR-y. You got all the guys out there. They're not really asking like super in-depth questions. Right. So, you know, it's fine. It's it's generally just like, oh, he was drunk. Ha-ha. It's fine. It, as long as he shows up Tuesday ready to prepare to have a good game plan, I don't see the problem. This is great. It's on the Chase, what do you think? Visual medium.
0: Chase what do you it's think about which part what do you mean dog you know what what do you think about I, I, I thought you all... were
4: just because like, I haven't said anything about the game as a whole in terms of Kyle like I thought yeah. the piece I love the day of piece that uh Peter King uh no what do you think Kyle.
0: about Kyle showing up drunk to the? To the I don't know junket. Evan
4: I, I haven't seen it I can't speak to it there's I don't nothing
0: know what... to see he showed up to the press junket and was doing interviews potentially drunk I mean that's fine if that were the <laughs> case I'm not worried about it. There's there's some people
4: that I'm just not worried about in terms of preparation and confidence and um, know how. Also, there might be, look, man, a lot of pressure here uh, coming into this game for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, He obviously lost this game uh, four years ago. He has lost in a really heartbreaking fashion, uh, uh, with a certain team that I cannot put my finger on. Uh, wouldn't instance that <laughs> took place in, um, but I may if I, if it comes to me, I'll I'll uh, figure that out. But, um, in terms of Kyle, I just think it, this is a it's a great battle. Like Kyle's gonna be fine. Like Kyle is talking up. Like I knew Brock Purdy was the guy. I I was uh, I knew he wasn't a, a seventh round guy. Had him Did as you like a third or fourth quote? round. Yeah, like it's in the piece. If you read the piece oh, about no, it, no,
0: okay. Yeah, they talk, he he. So they asked him again tonight, and he's yeah. He, that was the part of where he was drunk, where he was oh. like, he's like, I mean, can we just? Do you want me to play it for you right now? No,
4: okay. uh, you can't play because I don't know where it's from, Evan. We can't play. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's from the NFL. Um, I just this is my thing, and I come from a mm-hmm. very specific background and opinion. I've never needed alcohol to relax. I don't need alcohol as a as a tool. Like I like it socially cuz you know that's what people do socially. I can't speak for other people, but I don't like the idea of you being drunk for like NFL fan facing stuff the week of the Super Bowl. Party afterwards. You're either going to party because you're sad or you're going to party because you won. But like why are you showing up to things where you know you'll be on camera drunk? Like well, we still don't know. We still don't know. Chase that's a very, I've that's been a drinking since I, I've been drinking for 20 years. Like I know. And that's a very fair observation. Can up from a nap? I, think, I think it also has to do with each team's
2: specific game plan. You know, Patrick Mahomes today, he said the players for the Chiefs weren't getting in anything today. It was we're here for business. Right. Yeah. You guys want to be, go party in Vegas. We'll party after we win the Super Bowl. It just depends on each team and how they want to prepare for this game. If Kyle Shanahan decides, like, hey, we're gonna let the guys have fun on Monday and then Tuesday we get we get the week ready. Maybe it's something kind of like how they prepare throughout the week in the regular season. You know, every game is on Sunday. You get mon most days. You get Monday off and then Tuesday through Saturday, you're working. So. I think it depends from coach to coach. I think Kyle Shanahan was just trying to give his guys a little relaxation before...
4: Uh, I mean, two back-to-back, big-time right. comeback wins. Like, hey, don't get too wrapped up in the moment. Like, we still got some time before the game kicks off. I just, I'm not really worried about Kyle and the I just, play sheet and everything being ready to go. Well, no
0: one's I worried, worried about that. It's, but, like, again, if those Super Bowl winning Chiefs is showing up and they're saying, we're not going out tonight. We're all business. The head coach, like, shows but up. But what if
4: the, the Niners head head win? And shows. it doesn't matter. Then you're like, well, were the Chiefs too uptight? Were the Chiefs too much about Chase, business?
0: The, Chase, the list of, well, what if they win that they didn't end up winning is long. And the and that list grows every day. So but does it matter? Like Are you going to be lost. okay?
4: Like, are you still going to be, like, is it a huge indictment if Shanahan doesn't beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I feel like people... Yeah,
2: yes. Yes. Absolutely, Why? What? Absolutely. Yes. Because they're the this Okay, This isn't even Let's, the best Chiefs. They're Let's literally favored by. to
3: win the game.
4: Let's go back. Wait,
2: are the Niners favored? Yes. Uh, yes, they
4: are. Oh, I didn't First know the all, Niners were favored. Kyle Shanahan I retract that a, statement.
2: Kyle Shanahan has a history of being a goofy goober in critical moments, such as end of half and end of game with his timeouts and settling for field goals. You can't settle for field goals against this team. If they right. settle for field goals and they end up losing the game, that seat's going to get real hot. In the hypothetical, where Brock Purdy doesn't play well and Patrick Mahomes goes supernova, you kind of think again, hey, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers spent two first-round picks to move up for a quarterback who's not even on the team. Again, they're going to catch a lot of fire, especially if they lose. Kyle Shanahan is going to catch a lot of flack, especially if they lose, because this team is extremely talented, and getting to this point and losing again Nobody hands out awards for being the best loser.
0: Yeah, And,
3: like, I don't think that we can go on with saying, oh, well, they lost to the Chiefs. Okay, that can't be everybody's mindset. Is like, oh, well, we lost to the Chiefs. Well, you know who didn't lose to the Chiefs? One year, the Bengals. They got to the Super Bowl. Like, it's not as if this team is unbeatable. It's not as if Patrick Mahomes can't lose playoff games. You just got to go in and do it. And it's going to take everything to do it. And it's not going to be easy, but to just say, "Oh, well, we lost, but you know, it was to the Chiefs, so it's okay." I I I just don't know. Just, there's it can't just be the Chiefs or bust. It's and not we well, well, if Chiefs, It's a close game no, okay. and no, no, there's
4: no, just a couple different no, plays they play well. No 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 no, 49ers, no, 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 no. no,
0: no, no. The 49ers have played the, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and they were one pass away from winning the game. Mm-hmm. They are coming back to try and beat them a second time. Mm-hmm. Like you were one pass away. You have a quarterback who's beaten all these records. Brock Purdy is playing out of his mind. You have Christian McCaffrey now. This is your chance to win. And if so you. You, have, you might have this chance next year, too. Don't say that. You can't you, ever it's think like my homes, man. Yeah, I'm no, just not going to let
1: you
2: Patrick can't ever Mahomes like ruin that. my. Lie, I don't know. The biggest lie that sports fans tell themselves is that next your team will be back next year. you are it, But I'm fan. saying the
0: Niners oh, have you, been a contender oh, every year except for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. How many years have they said next year we'll get it? And think about be... the
2: 49ers. Yeah. Since that Super Bowl in 2019, they have not made it back. This is the first time that they've
4: made they it been. But they've been the one since. seed. They've been really good. They've been close.
2: Congrats on winning that... the one seed. And it didn't get you anywhere. Hang the banner.
4: Well, I'm just saying, they're still, the contention window isn't closing after this game.
2: Yeah, sure. But that's why still can't. making
4: $700,000. Like it's, climb, they have climb, options.
2: Climbing that the mountain point. again, that's not, like, yeah, what like Evan said, that's not the point. Climbing that mountain again is going to be even harder than it was yeah. this year. Because everybody's going to get better. It's not like. But is it
4: indictment season. on Shanahan and Kyle and everybody else if they lose to Patrick Mahomes, the best yes. quarterback of this
3: generation?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, they're the better team Hmm. every single week this year, except for maybe two.
3: I don't know. Do you think that like Peyton Manning, anytime he got eliminated by the Patriots, like, oh, well, it was Tom Brady. Oh, well, well,
2: well, I think I. uh, No, no, he wasn't. You are. You're severely underestimating the competitiveness. He's right here. NFL football team. Well, no, I'm not disagreeing
4: not with your, that, but I'm saying when they are retired, example. they're like, look, what do you want me to do? I lost to Tom Brady a couple times. Like, oh, what? So, I mean, in,
3: OK, with hindsight and everything, like Peyton look yeah. back now and say, like, OK, I got two rings. I lost a few times. But but in the moment, like 2003, before he had a ring at all, Peyton Manning wasn't saying, oh, it was Tom Brady. Golly G. You know, but is it little- like
4: Kyle a legend? If he wins, it's like he won with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. That's how much he showcased. He could win with anybody did, like that. Did he win? Hmm? If you don't
2: win a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. This but even if you got Brock
4: Purdy to the Super Bowl, Chase. Chase. even if you Chase. built this great roster to get to the Chase. Super Bowl, it this doesn't such a matter. I, what are we doing?
0: Win? Are you serious right now? Somebody has to, to like, lose.
4: Die? Somebody
0: has
2: to lose here. It do- It does not matter what the buildup was like, mm. unless you win the Super Bowl. Especially for Kyle Shanahan, who has had this roster of these huh? star players
0: for yeah. four years not only that but he also lost another super bowl with your team talking about the most, you'll just get collapse mm-hmm. i don't know I, I don't history. know why
4: this is relevant i don't know why we're doing this you,
2: How is it not you of all people to understand that it is not easy to get i back.
4: think he said recently uh, and i apologize if i misquoted but i think he said it was harder to get over the Niners' super bowl loss than the falcons one because it was i remember head so coach <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit different, though. You, you're you up 23. You still were the architect of an MVP season for Matt Ryan. And, like, you're still, like, I don't know. I get the head coach versus OC, but, like, it's the all-time just, biggest claim. I feel Dan like Quinn. that would hurt more. But blame
2: yeah. it on Dan Quinn. That's the easy pivot.
4: I you guess, but I mean. You can't
2: blame losing in the Super Bowl on anyone else.
4: Well, you could uh, tell that to the Thomas family group chat because the the Kyle Shanahan love has never been. Been there. I'm the only defender of Kyle Shanahan. I'm like, we could have just promoted from I don't know if y'all knew this or not. LaFleur could have just been promoted to OC. We didn't have to go the Steve Sarkeesian route. We could have just kept that thing humming, but
2: Sark was a good OC. I'm not
4: guy. I'm I mean he's fine, but LaFleur would have been, you know, I think he's yeah. worked out pretty well. I would have rather just gone that route. But
0: either way. Either way, you don't you don't you don't have Kyle Shanahan's history get another chance at the Chiefs and show up drunk to the first media night. But how old is Kyle Shanahan? Who cares? Old enough to understand. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is Kyle. he's
4: 44. I'm talking about in terms of getting back. Like he is 44. He's 64 and 51 as a a head coach. Eight and three all time in the postseason. 72 and 54 overall when you Mm -hmm. include the postseason.
0: Okay, yeah. Let's use that logic because you want to keep going this angle. Sure. Let's use that logic. How old is George Kittle? How many years has he been in the league? What about Debo's yeah. contract? What about Brandon Nayuk's contract? This, like this team – That number is, is going Trent, to – Trent Williams is literally one year maybe away from re- retiring. And we already know it's how hard it is to get back then next year. So let's assume they don't get back next year, Trent Williams retires. That's that's the house of cards right there. Not only that, but you're yeah. going to have to eventually pay all those defensive players. You might have to pay
2: Chase Young after this year. Like that, <laughs> I hope they do. That number is going – that cap hit is not going to be the same as it is. Like, you're gonna to have to do some major cap restructuring to even get back to this point. Cause you're gonna to have to keep those guys around. Like, let's do this. If they want to return next year, 2024 cap space, the 49ers are 32, 31, 39, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24. They're 23rd, they're 23rd in the NFL in cap space right now. They have <laughs> three million dollars in cap space right now depending on what happens in the offseason you got not a large margin for error there and if Brock purdy plays the way he does or continues to play the way he does gonna have to pay him and then the margin of error becomes even smaller because you're paying him qb money and qb money gets
3: really goofy or even the flip side of that, like if Brock Purdy starts slipping a little bit and that dips into their ability to, to win games, like then you're going to look back on this year and be like, ah, damn it, we're close again. Yeah, like it's
2: it's not like it's a given that the 49ers will just be back next year. We have seen and we have said, oh, the 49ers will be back next year. They have a great defense. They have these young talent that'll be back. And they didn't make it back until this year. It took them four years to finally complete that climb back. Unless you are Patrick Mahomes, getting there next year Mm -hmm. ain't guaranteed. And even with Patrick Mahomes, it it takes an act of God and having (laughs) Jamar Chase
4: and T. Higgins to get there. So our final predictions here. We're putting them on. It is now Tuesday, February 6th that these are going up here, folks. Hmm. Evan, your team's in it. Your final prediction, score and everything for Sunday.
0: 27-31 Niners.
4: Okay. Who wins Super Bowl MVP? Brock Purdy. Okay.
0: It should be Christian McCaffrey, but Brock Purdy.
3: Okay. Jared Bailey? Uh, 27-17 Chiefs. Okay, MVP. MVP. I mean, it would probably be Mahomes. Um, if you want like a fun one, <sighs> I don't think there is a fun one. It would, be, it would be like Mahomes, Kelsey, or Pacheco. One of those three. I don't see a defensive guy winning it.
4: Okay, unless Chris Jones is a madman.
3: Yeah, and, unless Chris Jones goes off or Nick Bolton has a similar Super Bowl that he did against Philly.
4: Sneed, maybe if. Purdy has the interception, yips or something. Somebody Maybe. gets several interceptions. At, It'd be nice to see
3: know. a defensive guy win it.
4: You never know. You never know. Who was the Bucks safety who won it so many years ago? Dexter Jackson. Was that I the thought, Raiders thought, Bucks? Wasn't it Dexter Jackson who won it then? I
3: thought that Derek Brooks won it that year.
4: No, I think it was Dexter Jackson, if I remember correctly.
3: I'm looking it up. Well, it wasn't Lynch, so it would have had to been the other safety. I think it was Dexter Jackson. I could be wrong.
2: Um, it was Dexter Jackson. There we Chief go. Jackson. So you play corner. There's two first okay. half interceptions.
4: Dexter Jackson. I got it. All right. I love that. Um, I remember everything about that Super Bowl. Like it was my first like big screen oh, TV Super
3: Bowl. And that's fun. yeah, it was. It that's was a big my, deal in 2003.
4: Oh, last, it was like
3: the yes, the last defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP was Vaughn Miller, Super Bowl 50. Okay. There was a there's a string of them because um who's the uh, uh, the Seahawks linebacker that won it? Malcolm Smith.
4: Yeah, Malcolm uh, he, Smith. Yeah. Mm. 49ers legend. 49ers legend, Malcolm Smith. Uh, JP, what about you? We have one Chiefs, one Niners. Which way are you um, going?
2: I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go 24-21. MVP? Um, Patrick Mahomes, but it might actually be Jake Moody because I think Jake Moody misses a kick
3: on Sunday. Yo, if oh. Jake Moody misses a kick, I...
2: Twitter is going to. It's going to be an end of half situation. It's going to look just like uh, the NFC
4: Championship game. Hmm. I'm going to go. I've been going back and forth on this. Some um, people are texting me over the weekend of like which way I was going. I'm going Niners. I don't think they're losing twice to the Chiefs here. I think Kyle and Brock, even and though everybody they just gets, come back next year. <laughs> I think they can come back next year. Y'all can give me grief about this all you want. The Kyle, I'm a believer year over year with Kyle Shanahan. Best coach uh in the NFC year over year, most consistent. Um death taxes, Kyle Shanahan making the most with what he's got. Um is he the best he's got coach. like
3: nine all pros you're I'm best. saying he's it doesn't matter at the quarterback.
4: The man is, just makes uh, it all is, work. Is, like is the he man the best just coaching his
3: own division. Nah, he's the best
4: coach in his division. Like McVay's good, but he's still the best Sean, coach. Sean McVay has
3: a ring last time I checked i don't know uh,
4: well hold on mcveigh he lost his first one he had to get back him. he's still won one didn't he i'm just saying they might both be one and one after this is all said and done I mean, they, in the super bowl be, but as of right now they're not i'm gonna go niners 34 christ chiefs <sighs> I'm going to go Chiefs 31. I think this is going to be close. I think this will be high scoring and close. And I think maybe a game winning field goal by the Niners, maybe a game winning stop by the Niners. But I do think San Francisco dominates early and the Chiefs have to come back in the second half and it's not going to be enough. I think that the Niners surprise a lot of folks by bullying the Chiefs early and
2: often. I think this game plays out one of two ways. I think the Chiefs get out to a really quick start and then the Niners kind of settle into the game mm-hmm. or it's a rock fight in the first half. And then the chiefs
0: pull away late in the game. The one thing I will say, and I don't think like, at least I don't think there's high probability, but I do think there is a chance that the Niners start fast and don't stop. And the game ends up being like the chiefs losing by two scores. I really yeah. do. Like, I like, I don't think anyone expects it. And I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's the most likely probability, but like, I could be completely wrong about the whole alcohol thing. And I could be completely wrong about worrying about this. They could be incredibly locked in. They could be like, we, we played them before. We know what to expect. We know how we want to attack. We're going to use Purdy and McCaffrey, which we didn't have last time. And they blow them out. I, I think that is a possibility.
2: I think it's but, a very fair possibility. I think if the Niners can get out to a really quick start, get out ahead early. I think that game can get really, really dire. I don't know, for the Chiefs. I Honestly, I think it's very trivial to say, but the coin toss is really going to decide how this game oh. um, last two The last two weeks, teams have chosen to receive against the 49ers and all jumped out to very, very quick starts. That's
4: what think, did the Cowboys in against the Packers.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the, the Packers, Packers got the ball the first Packers and ball really first. put it on them. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs do the same thing if they win the toss. I think they want to put the onus on that offense, on the Niners' offense, on the quarterback making his first career start in the Super Bowl. They want to put the onus on them to try and keep up score for score with Patrick Mahomes. And again, you fall into the the trap card of playing against Patrick Mahomes, you kind of get caught. But I really do think if the Niners can kind of grind this game down and Use Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in the run game, they can pull away very quickly. Um, another underrated thing for this game um, amongst all defensive tackles, I believe Chris Jones has rushed over the tackle the most of any defensive tackle in the NFL. Um, Colton McKibbitts, good luck. <laughs> They Again, what Spags does is he finds your weakest point on the offensive line and he puts number 95 over him and tells you good luck on passing downs. I mean, he he's arguably like one of the best big game defenders in the NFL. So I just, I really am worried for the right side of the Chiefs off- or the Niners offensive line because they're going to see a lot of Chris Jones and Brock Purdy going against specifically when he's blitzed but well not blitz i'm not going to say blitz because people when people think blitz it is cover one cover zero nothing or kyle shanahan media day yeah or kyle shanahan media day yeah brock purdy's good against the blitz brock purdy is not good against simulated pressures and disguised looks with pressures so that means hey we're gonna bring four guys
0: but it'll be a defensive back, and we're dropping George Karloftis in the coverage. He can. Well, well, how can I ask about that? So when they actually do the rating, like the stats, and they like you know whether it's PFF or any of these advanced stats, do simulated disguised pressures? You know that you're talking about. Like, does that count as a pressure? Because like obviously his statistics that we see and all the numbers that you read when it comes to pressure, it's like he throws lights out. It's like maybe his best stat. So how pressure, do they how do they do that?
2: To me, pressured and simulated pressures, they're two different things. When you see a metric that says brought party when pressured, that means some a defender is close to him. That is a pressure. That is a hurry. Yeah. When I'm talking about simulated pressures, what I'm talking about is it looks like they're going to bring five, four guys, but they bring, a, uh, they bring a nickel defender and drop an edge defender. Or you bring both your nickels and drop out defensive tackles simulated pressures and creepers creepers are not the minecraft creepers when you line up looking like a blitz and it shows it looks like a blitz but you only end up bringing four that's where Brock purdy isn't the best when you show him one thing and you do the other thing that's really where spags wants to live that is where they can kick opposing quarterbacks asses he's done it all year so i think i'm sorry jp so watching brock purdy against those simulated pressure and creeper looks is going to be the biggest portion of the niners offense
3: i think that this could go down very similar to how the dolphins game went down in the playoffs where they're just not gonna like for lack of a better term spags is just gonna say i don't respect what you have i'm going to press the hell out of your receivers Good luck. And I'm going to throw out. It's going to look like cover two. Oh, rotating into cover three. Looks like cover one. Oh, rotating into cover two or cover three. There's going to be so much that Spags is going to do. He's going to be in his bag all afternoon. I think that there's a a real chance it gets out of hand the other way. See, I don't think it gets out of hand. I really don't think this is out of hand. I think these
2: two teams are very close. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. But like I said, I am not picking it against the boogeyman.
0: Won't do it. Which is fair. Hard. I mean, dude, Which, that's why I can't even enjoy this—the lead up to the Super Bowl of my own team being in the Super Bowl. I can't even enjoy it because of that's it's like own. it's like playing Brady.
2: You
3: you can't enjoy it because
2: eventually he's just gonna rip your heart out. Well, you I, know I, what it's
3: like. If I had to guess, Evan, you enjoy the lead up to the first Super Bowl so much more than this one. Just I because, mean, like, you hadn't been there in a while. Which
0: one, though? Which one? I mean, the, the 2019? Uh, the first Mahomes. I guess the
3: Super Bowl. The first Mahomes. I, yeah, I forgot about I, I got. I'm not well. going to lie.
0: I, I was already pretty much like this that time, too. Really? Because, I mean, as a 49er, fan, think about it. I had the NFC Championship uh tip pass from Richard Sherman and the Seahawks. Okay. I had the Giants' NFC Championship. And, and anyone back then was like, the, if they beat the Giants, they're destroying. That Patriots team. So both of those were like, well, fuck. And then they lose in the Super Bowl with cat. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, really? No. I mean, I haven't been able to enjoy the playoffs in like I, a decade. This has been miserable every single time.
3: Man, I didn't realize how much, how tortured you've been.
0: I mean, like, I really, I know there's people that think that, like, oh, you know, well, you know, the, the, the Browns haven't been to a Super Bowl. And I get that. But like, I think the 49ers have had, the biggest heartbreak as a sports franchise in a in the last 13 years? Oh, I don't know.
2: Heartbreak. Like sp- sports heartbreak? heartbreak.
0: Heartbreak. No one in, breaks their heart on a shitty season. That's um true. I'm trying to
2: think. I don't know, man. I just think a 28-3. Like, I just. But, but yeah, that's, that's one, one game. Ari, that's
0: one game. The Niners have three of those. The tip pass from Richard Sherman talking shit to Aaron but Andrews it, at the end. But it doesn't happen like 28-3. I, no, I'm not saying that 28 to 3 is not, it is, it's it's above it, but all of it combined, not giving the ball to Richard Sherman and passing four straight times fade routes to Michael Crabtree. You think that doesn't add up to 28 to 3?
2: No, I really don't because we still talk about 28 to 3.
0: We don't really talk about the uh brother. Uh-huh. On the brother, on the West Coast, when I when anyone sees a fade route. Everyone cringes a little bit if they wear red and gold.
2: But everyone in America, we can't even celebrate March twenty eighth. Well no, hold on. Hold on.
0: I get that, but the, the Richard Sherman tip pass is one of the most iconic moments in NFL history and still sure. to this day gets talked about all the time. Sure. And I and I mean I'm not saying it's the same, but I am saying add those up. It's it's above twenty eight to three.
2: I don't know, man. I just think about the the lead up to the moments in the 28-3 game. Atlanta had that. Uh, th- that game was in control. Like they were on cruise control
0: to a Super Bowl. The only team, NFL team, I think in the last 40 years, and it's worse, is obviously the Bills. What happened to the Bills in, in their three Super Bowl losses in a row? Nothing can compare to that. That's heartbreak in its purest form. I don't know, man. I, I definitely
2: understand, especially with the Bills and going the to Bills super three, Bowl, super Bulls, three, times
0: three super bowls three Super Bowls or whatever in a row and losing. That's four. There's nothing. Four. Yeah, there's nothing that will ever compare to that. I don't know. I think about how many people committed suicide. Literally. What do you think? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Answer the question. You know it happened. How <sighs> many people committed suicide because the Falcons game? I, I, know don't it's know. I don't
3: know if there was a study done for this. Well, that's
0: uh, a... all I know is it's at least one person with the butt. Like, I'm sure Bills fan committed to so, I, listen. I know it's dark, but we're talking about severity.
4: Evan Swords, Jesus. Jared Bailey, JP Acosta.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm
4: listen. 10 seconds away from getting kicked off YouTube. From Evan Swartz tonight, I I just the man. The man's all over the place. He's it's just it. It is what it is. It's Super Bowl week for you.
0: You're nervous. You get say this. Call nine eight eight uh it's the suicide and crisis jp uh, acosta evan
4: swords jared bailey always a pleasure uh go check out uh sbnation.com for all of uh jp's uh <laughs> articles and everything else uh he's got going on this week jared bailey over at usa today behind the steel curtain and the ape. subscribe to that as well and then of course keep up with evan on twitter at evan swords and all across his social channels guys enjoy the super bowl week and the super bowl game itself excited to recap it on next week's show but until then you guys be well and i will talk to y'all all very soon
0: nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah